from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. We are what they we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Thank you, Dennis Green. There we go. I knew he could get the reference. <laughs> now, you didn't record that game, did you? Back in 98 that you haven't watched yet? That was one of the most memorable games simply because of that press conference. Oh, for sure. Because the game itself what exciting, but nothing special. First of all, what a time in football. Because that, re- that had to be around the same time period, year-wise, of practice. <laughs> and, I was telling someone about that the other day, and they had no idea what I was talking about. And playoffs. <laughs> like, all that seemed to happen around the same time. And that's why we all think press conferences are terrible now. Because those those were the glory days that we're all used to. I think playoffs might have been a little earlier than those other two. Maybe, yeah. I, I think that was late 90s. The other ones are probably, like you said, early 2000s, maybe. So, Dennis Green... They are what we thought they were, and we let him off the hook. He was with the Cardinals at the time. He has passed on, by the way. That's yeah. sad. Denny Green. Um, that was in that was February fourteenth, two thousand nine. Oh my gosh! Wow, I didn't know it was that recent. I, yeah, it feels like it was older. Yeah, I would have thought, like you said, two thousand two thousand ish, two thousand two. Wow, less than ten years ago. That is crazy. I really felt, yeah. Because I felt like he was out of coaching for a while. Right. Welcome to the NFL podcast. <laughs> I mean, the tennis revolution. <laughs> Why I can't stay on tack. What task. Why is that? Well, we have to get on task to stay on task. Part of it. Well, it's not like we just walked in. This was all planned. All right, look. So playoffs. How about this? Playoffs? October 10th. <laughs> 2009. I think he was just trying to show up, Denny or Denny Green. <laughs> Are you sure the- you're not looking at when they were posted, when these videos were posted? That's, that seems way too recent for both of those. Doesn't it? <laughs> I think you're right. This is our uh, technology specialty. I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> uh, you might be right. You might be right. Um. So anyway... Yeah, you're exactly right. What a dumb. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're exactly right. God, I hate you. 1991. I knew that was 90s. Yeah. Playoff. Just, the, Playoff. just based on the video quality, that's why. I knew yeah, good point. Good point. Older. Good point. That was 1991. And for those that don't know what we're talking about, you can like type one word and some of these videos will come up. They're so famous. They really, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then Dennis Green, his was, hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no. Dennis Green was October 16, 2006. There it is, yeah. So, still 12 years ago, but still more recent than I thought. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Interesting. And it was funny you mentioned this. Again, this is turning the NFL podcast, but I was... Showing my wife a video of uh, Terrell Owens on the Cowboys star recently. Um, the good was, old days. Yeah, exactly. I was telling her how great that was because 
even though I'm a Cowboys fan, how great that was that they uh, that someone did that because it just made the game that much more intense. Mm, and nobody mm, does mm. anything inflammatory anymore like that. Yeah. It's like definitely... Allen Iverson, May 7th, 2002. Yeah. So, anyway. But they all, you're right, though. They're all, well, except for Jim Moore, which is old, but the other two really are pretty, pretty similar yeah. in time. Playoffs. <laughs> So anyway, now what the hell was that all about? <laughs> what did I even start that whole situation? What We are yep. who we thought they were. Oh, I, yes. I so assume ex- I get where you're going with that. Exactly what we, we talked about last week when we didn't want to go into the um, next-gen finals preview because really there was no point because I think we knew it was going to happen. Everyone. First of all, there was a bunch of next-geners that didn't play because they're too good. Right. They're still of age yeah. or whatever. And so we ended up with – Two players and then a bunch of people that obviously weren't the best under 21s or whatever. <laughs> so exactly what we thought should have happened. In other words, they were what we thought they were. Right. But we didn't let them off the hook. <laughs> so the one seed, Seeds of Pass, beat the two seed, Dimenauer, Alex Dimenauer. And uh, they didn't finish, though. What do you mean? Well, every set only goes to four. They didn't. I, I don't know if they had a rain delay or. <laughs> I think you used that line last year. Why do I laugh? I still laugh the second time because it still makes me just as mad. You know, and it comes from a real place. Well, That's I was why. looking at the scores and I thought, man, these are really exciting. Like so many tie breaks. I'm like, well, yeah. When you play four games, you're going to go to a tie break a lot. But it was. Uh, does that make the match any more exciting? I don't know. No. Well, yeah, I, I, no. I would have say no. So what we had talked about last week briefly was that some of the things they do are dumb the towel rack uh, who cares do it whatever (laughs) but this four game situation is ridiculous and what i've always said is hey guess what all these players are extremely talented they're extremely physically gifted and so in a four game set anything can happen but doesn't the outcome stand against that argument though because the top two won. Oh, right, 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 right. Format. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, it's funny. The, to me, somebody made this comment to me. Uh, a fellow coach of mine made this comment. He said, you know what? When you look at it, actually, and this is a great theory, and I think coaches out there or anybody should test it because I think it's right, is that no ad scoring actually takes longer. And the reason, so no ad scoring, if you don't know out there, then why are you listening to a tennis <laughs> podcast? So no ad scoring, you get instead of calling it deuce, but you get to deuce, the next point wins. There is no win by two. So, sudden death. Yeah, sudden death. So, but what happens is if, if you're not the better player, so if I'm not the favorite, I'm likely going to get more games against you playing no ad because it's a little, you know, unpredictable, yeah. more luck involved. So I'm going to get more games against you, but ultimately you're going to win. Right. I can it's, see that. It's just going to take longer for you to win because it is goofy scoring system. So I think you get the same thing with 4 2, 2 4, 4 1, right. 4 9, 9 4, 4, 27. Yeah, Seats pass one in four and five sets when he would have won in two sets. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So, you know, it, so it makes it. Mm, is exciting the right word? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But how long does that excitement lasts i don't think there's any lasting effect to excitement versus a system that really tests and finds finds out who the better player is yeah we've talked we've debated that before i think i've mentioned this but we went to 
the state championship in Beaumont, Texas, Glorious Beaumont, and they had so much rain, we played one set to four. You should have said beautiful Beaumont, <laughs> the alliteration. Come one, on. One set to four, no ad. And, of course, when our team lost, that was the reason we lost, <laughs> that we said. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, we're all playing the same format. But our, I think in our mindset is the shorter the format, the more unpredictable the outcome. But it doesn't mean, you know, that's not an accurate outcome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I – listen, to me – in sport, any competition, spelling bee, even though it's on ESPN, it's not a sport, <laughs> but it's still competition. So in any competition, I think you ultimately are trying to find out who the best player is. And anything that takes away from that, I think takes away from the purity of what that's, that competition is. And so I think our system, as in tennis, when I say R, not the spelling bee, um, <laughs> I can't imagine either of us winning a spelling bee. Uh, um, excuse me, I was the Dallas uh, city champion in eighth grade, the spelling bee. I am tempted to believe <laughs> that. <laughs> I lost in the county spelling bee. Don't Let's not talk about it. <laughs> wow, he still, still um, carries around an old beat-up dictionary. <laughs> His back pocket. I don't need it. I am the dictionary. Um, Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you more ammunition for me. Just what you needed. I hope that's true because then I will. uh, That's uh, (laughs) locked and loaded, baby. Locked and loaded. Um, So, so yeah. So, anything that takes away from it, i.e. no ad, i.e. let serves, you know, playing lets or shortened format, et cetera. Tie breaks. Tie breaks takes away... You mean super match breakers, right. not twelve all. <laughs> twelve all takes yeah, away super from super breakers. Yeah, so you know, to me, um, any of that stuff is I don't like it. Well, and I think I'm coming around a little bit on this. The next gen reason, the reason I see it as being okay in the next gen, is that that's really just a showcase of all the players. So it's not as much about who wins as it is about just seeing all these players and hopefully developing their fan bases. And obviously, they're playing a tournament that's right. as a winner, but that's not the right. primary reason for that tournament. Well, in other words, no one cares, and they don't either. <laughs> well, if they cared, right. there'd be well. There's no points. Yeah. So no points. I'm weird, sure they make gobs of money. Weird format. Yeah, I guess Tiafa made some comment about being surprised how much money he made or something. <laughs> wow, I only played four game sets and I got my butt beat, and I'm still here. So yeah, Fun. I guess they got. I guess they got. A decent amount of money, which again I think is funny because those aren't the players that need the money. The players that need the money are the ones that aren't good enough to make these little special events. And well, uh, yeah, but you still had people that they need it when they're young. Shouldn't I guess. have been there. Well, no, no, no. Some of those people shouldn't true, have been there because their 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 youngster counterparts who are ranked much higher decided not to. That play. may be their biggest check they ever get. It might, or the next five years at least. Yeah. Well, and that's we we had a little bit of an unfair, uh, you know, prediction that. The next geners this year, we're not going to make it as far as the next geners from last year. Right. When these technically aren't the true next geners because <laughs> yeah. we didn't have all the best ones. Right. Yeah. It, it was, you know, it was interesting. I, there was definitely some people I didn't know that I got to see, but again, am I going to see them again? <laughs> Who knows? Because, like you said, they're not, they weren't really the true. Yeah parents yeah seeing the next best whatever is only good if that next what best whatever becomes pearl jam yeah so if you are in some smoky club in downtown seattle in 1987 <laughs> and you see these guys playing song and then all of a sudden five years later oh 
it's Pearl Jam. Right. Then that's different than seeing some some band in a seedy bar that becomes no one. Well, it's like when I've gone to the Challenger here, I've seen you know Rublev and Sock and some of these other guys, but I've also seen not, fifty not other guys. Put Sock in the fifty other guys, <laughs> please. But I've also seen fifty other guys that that I've, we're never heard from again. And so you don't know it that you're excited at the time, but you don't know which of those is going to do anything. Well, that's one of the fun parts about following the Challenger level tournaments is you get to see that next great band. Um, right, and you always root for them. You always root for them for the next few weeks. You know, you're looking them up and yeah, like, oh yeah, 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 doing? and then usually the person you're excited about. Well, I think that should do be anything. The, that should be the real next gen. That right. should be the angle of promotion for these tournaments and this level of players. Um, because somebody has to make it through. I mean, uh, look, look at the current crop with Zverev. <laughs> Obviously, somebody had to be up there somewhere. <laughs> yes, in theory, eventually. Yeah, call me crazy, but somebody has to play tennis somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so next gen was pretty, pretty predictable. And that's what we've been complaining about all year. So that was somehow they turned a, f- a fun new event and also being predictable. Yeah, well, listen, that was because Chapeau and some others didn't yeah. play, so I, you can't. So you can't blame it on the younger guys who aren't there yet. They shouldn't. They should have been in the next, next, next. When well, I can't remember, did did Chapeau play it last year? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, so he, that's why probably why he didn't do it again. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to do it twice. Yeah, and a couple others. Now, how about this? How about something that might have been unpredictable? Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah, it was unpredictable. A little. How about the old Nito ATP Finals? A little bit unpredictable, huh? Yeah, it was off. To, it's off to an interesting start. Much more interesting than the opposite. Yeah, listen. First of all, as soon as Nadal—that's how Americans pronounce Nadal. <laughs> uh, as soon as Nadal pulled out, it kind of—I mean, listen—you knew he was anyway, so right. it, I wasn't surprised by that, but. I guess holding out hope that the big three were going to be to. I'm re- shocked that Federer's playing, to be honest. I wonder if he feels obligated to because otherwise his half would look like crap. <laughs> when someone said he really wants that 100th title, I'm like, he ain't going to get it here. <laughs> like, if you're going to get it, he's going to get it in, you know, Brisbane or something in January. Maybe. Where nobody plays. Uh, maybe he is. Maybe it's a better chance to get it here. You don't have to play as many rounds. That's true. But um, he's got to beat five. He's got to win five matches against. Top eight player. Well, if he if he happened to go zero and two in the group stage, he could coast in the third one, depending on how the numbers fell. Right, two and zero. You mean? Yeah. What did I say? Zero and two. Well, <laughs> he's because he can't go two and zero now. Well, what, what actually what I was saying was <laughs> what I meant to say was when he goes zero and two, because yeah. obviously we know now he has lost his first go around. Who right. did he lose to? Djokovic? Nope. Hmm. Who did he lose to? Zverev? <laughs> Definitely not. I'm trying to think of somebody else that's good. Um, not that Nishikori's not, not, right. not good, but he's been so up and down, it's been hard to to hang your hopes on him. Yeah. Because obviously, we've talked about this before. There are a group that has Chilich and you know Anderson and Delpo, and I, I've, I've thrown Key in there. Right. But he's been more injured than the rest. Oh, yeah. Delpo is close, close to that level. And then the other guys in and out, but Nishikori, super talented player. He was he was right in the mix every time when he was healthy. And uh, when well, I didn't, did you get to see any of the match? Nope, uh, I didn't either. But I heard, I read the play by play, and he was he was apparently serving volleying a lot. I'm sorry, wait, 
What? <laughs> Not you, the actual play. Oh, play, I was going to say, wait, like that's the, the recap. A fantastic way <laughs> to watch tennis. But they said he was apparently serving it all in and doing some crazy stuff because he has a terrible record against Federer, I guess. Yeah, mix it up. Kick and his water bottles over. We've, and you're, <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about that forever, and players never do it. And he actually did it, and it worked. So maybe that'll, maybe people will learn something from that. Yeah, or new guys will yeah. adjust. But, I, I mean, don't you think Federer is still going to make the Final Four? I hope not. I think he's got Zverev and Chilich or the other two. No, Anderson team. and team. Yeah, yep. team and Anderson. And, and you I know. know he's got a good record against team. I'm sure he has a good record against Anderson, too. But, of course, he did against Nishikori also. Yeah, so who knows? You think Kevin Anderson's going to serve him volley? I don't. <laughs> he, he better not. Uh, well, he should, but he shouldn't at the same time. But, no, it's, um, I, you know, listen. But the fact that Federer didn't want to set, that is bad for this format because that, that could come into play. Right. But Nishikori will probably lose the next two matches and that'll be, <laughs> and that'll be, be out of it. That Listen, that is exactly how I feel 100%, that it doesn't matter what happens. Somehow it will be Federer and Djokovic in the finals. I, which I, you know, again, I've been beaten down with that over the last ten years. Right. Somebody, once again, once again, people miss the point. They miss my point, <laughs> and that is that when you send a tweet out that says 2008 top three, right. and it's the the big three in whatever <laughs> order. Yeah. 2018, the big three in a different order, but still the big three. Right. That's not a marvel of modern day tennis. No. Okay, that is a pure indicator that everyone else sucks. <laughs> well, think about this. Think about if a movie, I can't think of a movie that came out in 2008, but imagine if a movie that came out in 2008 was still number one at the box office today. <laughs> that would tell you all the rest of the movies were terrible. <laughs> and that's basically what we're saying. Obviously, that's a different No, no, no. Scenario. How about this? How about in 2008, it hit number one, barely edging out Jurassic Park. Right. In the, and I don't. That was like mid nineties. Whatever. Don't call in. <laughs> we got to work on our year. Uh, Whatever. Who cares? Chronology. Don't call in. You know what I mean. <laughs> well, what? Let's just say nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Then. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> so Jurassic Park, and it barely edges out Jurassic Park for number one. Then ten years later, it's number one, well ahead of everything else. Right. So it's not even because back then. But that movie got better in ten years. Somehow. Yeah. Exactly. You know. No new plot twists. Right. No new characters. <laughs> No new CGI, but it's still getting better. I'm liking this analogy. This is, this is brilliant. <laughs> people are going to hate us even more over this. No, no, I think this actually might sway people towards <laughs> us. But yeah, because you're going to ha- you constantly have new movies coming in, but yet it's Crap- still the same movie. Crappy plot is, is is the best. So Bad that doesn't make any sense unless the new movies are terrible. I think you're exactly right. You're exactly right. You're a genius. And somebody's going to say, well, look at you know, The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones has been number one for 10 years. <laughs> That's going to be their counter argument. And all these new shows haven't come up and passed them. Have they? Well, I don't know. I but, don't either. <laughs> but they're wrong. And those, all those, any shows get worse over time also. Well, again, if Federer is feeling good and, and played at a decent level and, and Nishikori mixed it up, and maybe took him off, you know, caught him off guard, then wonderful result. Wonderful result. You know what I mean? Right. And hopefully it's not finally Fetter hitting the wall, and finally some of these guys are now going to be able to overcome him. Well, yeah, and what the reason I came with the movie analogy is because I was just 
thinking, yeah, Jokic and Federer are the best two players right now, no doubt about that. But I've seen that fifty times. I, I'm going to watch it. If I watch it again on Sunday, it's going to mean nothing. Djokovic has already clinched number one. You know, it's one title difference. Djokovic is still going to have the head-to-head, head-to-head lead over him. Do you know how I know he clinched number one? <laughs> how you found out, you mean? No, how I knew it was true. Oh, how? Because he had a jacket with <laughs> with Lacoste alligators <laughs> forming a one. Oh, nice. That's, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you want to know what a, a, a friend big fan of the show told me to bring this up to you he said so this makes Djokovic his fifth year number one along with Federer's fifth year to end number one and he said but who's got six I said he already knows <laughs> he already knows who has six I said I don't need to tell him in a row is this Djokovic's <laughs> fifth in a row definitely not bing bong <laughs> so Sampras was the answer by the way here's why here's what I want to happen with Lacoste I want him to be contractually obligated to do the Florida Gators arm clapping symbol <laughs> to all four corners instead of throwing his boobs everywhere or his heart. That that I I need to call Lacoste Tennis hashtag. If you're listening, call in. Let's get that in the next clothing contract. I want him doing the Gator, you know, <laughs> sign or whatever you call that thing. Lacoste, and obviously we live in the South, but I feel like the, the Lacoste is such an obscure brand that I almost never see anybody here wearing Lacoste, but I'm assuming in the Northeast they I've do. Seen yeah, I mean, I've seen it occasionally, but it's just kind of, to me, it's an obscure brand. What's well, an obscure brand anywhere? Right. How about that? No, 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 seriously. So it's more of a... I mean, listen, they like were... they were Fancy. They were tied in with IZOD right. for, for a long time, and they made that break to get back to doing their own thing, and... Uh, but they both kept like the same logo. No, they didn't. Oh, I thought Izod is an alligator too. Mm-mm. Oh, okay, it's changed. Mm. Yep, they they're like an eye. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not exactly, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So the gator is just Lacoste. Yeah, I just to me that's not helping your exposure in America by having Uniglo and Iza and Lacoste and Fila. Like you've got to get in. With the big brands. But again, maybe the big brands don't want to be involved because tennis isn't as popular in America now. Hey, buddy. With the pros. I listen, mean. we don't talk bad about Fila, all right? <laughs> you want, you want, and listen, <laughs> listen, first of all, we already made that mistake once and they yelled at us. But I think I, tell, I tweeted out the other day, are we still friends? Um, they follow us still, but you know. Oh, good. So We love Fila. I wonder if Pod Karma is working for them. I bet you it is. We would love some Fila Tennis Revolution podcast gear. Hell yeah! <laughs> I, mm, you pay me, I might, I might break my Instagram rule. I was going to say, me. would you get, would you Woo! put that on Instagram oh, if you got baby. a Fila Tennis Revolution? Oh, question of the century. <laughs> would I do it? I don't know. Here's here's a real secret. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't think that they. Uh, that's a big enough incentive for them to give us. Hey, scare. they they hey, they know what's up. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, so back to the back to the task at hand here. Um, so, if Djokovic breezes through, right? He's already up a set playing right now. Hey, hey, hey! Actually, he's not. He already won. <laughs> he won. That was he was up a set like thirty minutes ago. He already won the match. Yeah. So, um. So if he breezes through his half and then Federer 
breezes through the rest and somehow because of whatever how the sets and all the tiebreakers fall or whatever he's the one you know the one seed of that side somehow and then it ends up being those two then all the excitement in Ishikori is over yeah because here's what will happen it'll be Djokovic and Ishikori in one semi and it'll be Federer and Zverev or Chilich in the other semi and then they'll both get crushed and then it'll be Federer and Djokovic in the final but at least we still got Jack Sock and doubles. <laughs> well, of course, he's the greatest doubles player ever. Does anybody doubles. even know that doubles is going on during these events? What's I mean, funny is they'll show they usually show the men's matches like three times each, <laughs> and they'll show the doubles matches once, and that's it. Uh, so they do they do at least show it. But I actually enjoy watching the doubles in this event. But so if it's if it's if it's Nisha Corey and Anderson coming out of that half. Are you good with that? That's, well, I that's mean, Fetter's I mean, group. Fetter's obviously should be coming out of that group. Well, Nishikori's 1-0, and right. he beat Fed. And so is Anderson. And then Anderson's 1-0, he beat Team. And neither of them lost a set. So if... And Fetter and Team play each other next, so whoever loses that is basically out. So if, if that happens, if it's... Te- uh, Kevin Anderson and Nisha Corey coming out of that group. How does that grab you? What does that make you, you know? Well, I mean. It's what we want, but be careful what you ask for kind of thing. Right. Well, I was going to say, are we going into 2019 excited about either of them? Certainly not Anderson. That's the question every time, though. I know. Nisha Corey, I would go in. I would like to have some excitement about him just because he's never done it. I would like to think he can build on it. And, and he hasn't had a lot of time to do it because he keeps getting yeah road you know uh based on court time he's probably 23 but based on but right. his actual age i'm sure he's 28 or 27 right. now yeah because he keeps yeah i don't know i mean because again here's my dilemma i'm not wrong so i don't care about that <laughs> uh, my dilemma is is when these guys fall off the cliff like i don't want Djokovic to be the only big three left no with any ability, and he's just beating all these guys right. left that's and right. Think, that's what I think is going to happen. Looking like Neo in the Matrix, just <laughs> fighting off the whole, like in a big circle <laughs> in the middle of a crowd of people and just throwing them all over the place. That's what I predict is going to happen in the next two years. New nickname, he's Neo. <laughs> Neo Djokovic. Starting to trend. <laughs> Hashtag but, it or whatever you do to trend yes. it. But no, yeah, I see you what You see what I'm saying? saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like a double-edged sword. I want it to get shaken up. But at the same time, if it does, what does that mean? We're left with garbage. Right. And again, they're not garbage. I know that's that's too strong. I but feel like all the I'm ready for the next level. Like I'm I would Seats of Pass and the boys. I would rather have if I could choose, I'd rather have team and Nishikori be the two that come out. Uh, not gonna happen yeah. now, but well, that would be my I yeah, I hear you. Because mm-hmm. Anderson's kinda on the tail end. He's right. just holding it together with his serve. Yeah, we keep thinking these guys are on the tail end and they come and then they're you know, like Burditch is about the only one that kind of fell off a cliff this year. Everybody else is well, still Sock. in that five. <laughs> Sock was in this tournament last but year, but they're still in that five to fifteen range. There's all a, the same guys, one hundred and six. <laughs> but he was never deservedly in the top eight anyway. How dare you? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. But that was him backing yes. in. I got to explain that they don't think it's an alarm or something. It does not readily Emergency appear. alert system. Yeah, exactly. Um, Amber alert for his forehand. <laughs> It's missing. Somebody kidnapped it in a blue Chevy. <laughs> but yeah, I license plate. 
First of all, JS 106. That's Jack. Jack Sock, yes. First of all, I don't get excited for any of these anything that happens in this tournament because nobody plays for two months, so it doesn't. Nobody builds off of it. Like Goffan didn't build off it, you know, when he made the final last year. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And Sock didn't build off it last year. Obviously, it's hard to build momentum when it ends and it starts again in two months. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. Like for catching sure. off, even catching off, you know, winning last week. That, I mean, is he going to build off that? Until, he'll build off it because he's young and up and coming. But it basically is a reset at the beginning of the year anyway for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, again, if it's more impressive on the other side. Because Federer and now we're starting to see a little bit of a, maybe, a little bit of a crack in the armor. And so maybe on the other side where Djokovic is getting back 100% to form, maybe if Djokovic and the other one, and then maybe somebody can beat Djokovic – you know, in the final or right. whatever. Now it's like, okay, now somebody. That'll be two weeks in a row that Djokovic has lost to somebody, which could enter his mind in the future. I just wonder, is that what we want? Right. I don't know if that's what we and want. I would rather have Djokovic, Nadal, Federer fading but still winning or the the, the guys at two, three years younger than them that haven't won anything right. on top. Well, because, yeah, because then, but it, again, my prediction still, I think, can hold when these t- seats of pass age guys, and again, hatching off seats of pass. I don't care what their age is; it's what their ranking right. age is. You know, their development age, not their years. Uh, that group is going to supplant Zverev, Team Korich, Roundage. You, you know, Roundage. Yeah. I mean, he replaced himself. Sock, all those guys. <laughs> Golf yeah, man. somebody's going to surpass him and be 105. <laughs> nice going. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it, it does make it a little bit more exciting for the next year. I guess if Djokovic loses, okay, maybe he's just not going to run away the entire year. Cause if you're not a Djokovic fan, I don't know how you could go into 2019 being that excited. Yeah. Only, yeah. It's like being a Patriots fan. Like only the Patriots fans should be excited virtually every year, except right now. <laughs> Actually, it's <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, agreed. But if you're a tennis fan, see, I'm I'm fans of certain players. I like their game styles, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. But ultimately, I don't care. I want to see high-quality tennis on both sides of the net, and ultimately, it doesn't matter to me which one of those two wins. It does to some degree, but not as much as seeing high-quality competition. Right. And so that's the depressing part is if, if – Federer and those guys fade quickly. Like Nadal and Federer are going to fall off a cliff if if that slide hadn't already started, right. and nobody's there yet. It's like not yet. Hold on right. for another six months <laughs> or a year so we can get another influx of five or six guys. Right. That we're not like oh, team won a Grand Slam. Oh, and he beat Zverev in the semis <laughs> and beat you know whoever in the final. Yeah. Chelich or Anderson or somebody, or even not them. You oh, know, yeah. you know, it's like, come on now. Oh, he's he's climbing. He's going to catch Nadal and Federer. <laughs> if you know, right? I well, want that next group to come through and give us something that you know is worthy of winning a Grand Slam. I don't think anybody is still is thrilled except for his family for Gaston Gaudio <laughs> for the his French Open win. That didn't d- define a generation. Probably the least deserving Grand Slam title in history. It didn't define a generation of tennis. No. Uh, you know, at that time. Now, good on him. He did it, and things fell the right way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They, it, that's wonderful. 
You can't take it away from him. And that was in an was in an era where it wasn't the weakest ever, really. Right. It was getting there. Um, but you had different people winning, different right. people proving right. they could win. So, But anyway, and, and, you know, it's clay, so it's a whole other. But to game. me, the thing I worry about with Federer, because obviously he said lulls before, four or five years ago when he was not winning anything. But this is the first time I can remember seeing him where he doesn't seem like he's really enjoying himself. Yeah. Because uh, even when he was losing, you didn't see him. You know, yelling he, or getting angry and throwing was, rackets. Yeah, and, he was getting after it. For the last month, I've seen that a few times, and it makes me wonder, because I have a philosophy, and I'm not comparing myself to Federer, but my philosophy is not fun, stop doing it. And when you're a multimillionaire, I'm sure you have a much bigger reason to have that philosophy. Yeah. Uh, he certainly yeah. doesn't need the money or the legacy. He wants 100. But he, he could be worried. I mean, he could literally be worried about Djokovic and it all passing him. That could be the only reason he's on the tour still. Yeah, yeah, could because be. five years ago he probably thought he had all these records locked up, and now all of a sudden uh, these guys are still coming. Yeah. All Let's right. See. So now Fila. Why did I mention Fila tennis in the Pod Karma? I'll tell you why I think Pod Karma is working for them when we come back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, I hate to, I hate to have to do it to you. I know how much you hate it, but we're going to do it. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. I'm talking about women's tennis. <laughs> I know you hate it. Oh. Oh, I, I love women's tennis. I watched more women's tennis this week than men's. Yeah, because the men wouldn't on. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, 3 0, huh? Good <laughs> Lord. Well, so. well, listen, it's always exciting when the best of the best goes against the best <laughs> of the best. But when you don't have that, when, when did that happen? <laughs> but when you don't have that, it's always good that the second best of the second best goes. Oh wait, no, hold <laughs> on. But here, it's all. It is at least the next best thing is the third best going against the second best. <laughs> well, all right. How about this? Wait, <laughs> the fourth best going against the second best. How about that? I think that's probably what we had. <laughs> well, and what's funny is normally, you know, when they do Fed Cup and Davis Cup. It always says the country, you know, the score USA versus Czech Republic. And it's always cool the way they do that. I think they did it this time because they didn't know the names of the players playing. So they, they had to <laughs> they put were, the countries. They were thrilled they didn't have to remember. <laughs> no. Well, the Czech Republic, I mean, both players are in the top 30 and have fluctuated right. higher, et cetera. Yeah, they, um, had, they were missing their top two. We were missing our top four is what I heard. Or five. Or uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We, it, well, I mean, because you look at Coco, her, her ranking has slipped because she's had a terrible year. Right. But – She's a baller, you know. When she you know throws an American flag on her back, <laughs> oh yeah, you know she. It's a different. It's a whole nother level. So to me, even even that and her experience. I mean, she single handedly won it for the U.S. last year, right? Um, and so not single handedly. She did have to play doubles with someone, <laughs> but you know she was obviously, you know, got every single point. Well, um, why do you think they didn't play? Let's see. Because if the players don't care, why should we care? Well, 
I'll tell you. You know, it's funny you were saying you say that because so I watched a, a replay of the third match. Oh, you mean really you mean dramatic du- one? You mean doubles? <laughs> oh no no no, because yeah, they skip doubles. They do it weird. They do it. Oh yeah, strangely or differently. Yeah, however you want to. You know. So they play all four doubles, I mean singles first, and then pray they don't have to play a doubles <laughs> so match. So we've talked about it. Doubles doesn't mean anything any time all year, because then you get in the fifth match at the Fed Cabinet. It's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And they have to play, you know, nine sets to 400. <laughs> so um, so I watched that third match with our American, Sophia Kennan. So how many American tennis players do you think know who she is or have heard of her? Like what percentage? I'm guessing like a fans. I'm guessing five percent. Ten. I would give it ten. Yeah, she's been in the U.S. Open and stuff. You I've heard. I, mean? I have heard of her, but obviously do this for a living. <laughs> but right, good point. I don't know that I've ever seen her play. Okay, I'm down. All right, five. I'm with you. Five. <laughs> Probably five. Um. So yeah. So anyway. So uh, yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, we got swept, um, three nil, and I mean the matches were competitive. Yeah, they were. They were. Um, in that last match, you know, oh man, so we're down 2-0. So the pressure's all on Sophia. Right. Um, or Sophie, I don't know what, Kennan, <laughs> the American, USA. All the pressure's on her because, you know, granted, you don't want to lose the Davis Cup match for your country, but at the same time, you've got a little cushion if you're up 2-0 and you're looking across at the roster that we're throwing out there. <laughs> so we're, we're up. 5-4. So the U.S. is up 5-4 in the third. And we're up 40-15. And we lose that game. Yeah. 5-all. We have game points in the 5-all game. We lose that game. We have game points in the six in the 5-6 game. And we lose that game. <laughs> and this is where you have coaches, constant coaching. Well, I would say that... Encouragement, at least. If you're not in Dallas, you might not get this. But I would say... From what I saw, Kathy Rinaldi was the Jason Garrett of <laughs> literally all I did was see her stand there and clap. Now, to be fair, that's that's a really unfair characterization. I'll tell you why. Because Jason Garrett is actually with those players day in and day out. Right. The Davis Cup and Fed Cup coaches are only there with them during the short period of time that they go well, to the site. Yeah, you're really just a cheerleader in that role anyway. And listen, and you're also there as a second set of eyes. Besides the changeovers, I mean. What are you seeing? You know, is there anything, whatever? It's not like you know these players to the point where you've been working with them and you know what buttons to push and and so on and so forth, their strengths, weaknesses, how they compete. You know, you don't know any of that stuff. So to be fair, I really – I just wanted to make fun of Jason Garrett before he gets gets fired. Yes. Um, Because all Jason Garrett does on the Cowboys sideline is clap. (laughs) <laughs> literally and it's not oh, yeah. even a hard heavy enthusiastic clap What's, and, it, and it, he does it whether it's negative or positive doesn't yeah matter. it's a baseball clap he's like let's go boys right let's go or boys we'll next time yeah but yeah i i uh we know we've talked about so often how to change these things and i think what this tournament made me think about is maybe Fed Cup should just be like next gen. Maybe it should be 22 and under or 24 and under. By the way, we have the best tennis podcast in the world. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because all the other podcasts I listen to, now I'm not saying they listen to us because they don't. Nobody does. But <laughs> <laughs> but we say things and then, like, we, I don't know, like, just our cycle, we must record before they do. 
um, like on their regular ones. Yeah. Um, and, and it seems like we have the only one that's actually regularly comes out every week, although we're late on this one. We're we do, dedicated. We do apologize. I was out of, out of town <laughs> recruiting, which I will tell you about later. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I, on multiple podcasts, I heard points in things that we made and some of them were not as insightful as us, but they were in the same realm, but they right. didn't go as deep or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I pulled my shoulder out, just pat myself on the back because uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. These are actually real professionals. They're journalists, and we're crushing it. Anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. But oh. what I mean is, don't you think you could turn the Fed Cup into like a 24 and nope. under, 22 and under? No, no, I know what it was. Somebody had an idea about the next gen. That was, there was oh. a couple of other things, but and this happens all the time. Like, I hear it regularly. And uh, and one of them was twenty one and under, twenty two and over, or whatever. And and even better was what you said <laughs> was twenty two and under and thirty five and o- over. And right. thirty five and over would dominate. By the way, yeah. which is horrendous. <laughs> Try to do that in football and see how many receivers right. are twenty two going against any, a thirty five year old going against Daryl Green or somebody from the Redskins <laughs> back in the eighties. So anyway, so um, so yeah, so I think. The format. Well, here's the thing. I hear people whining about how they changed Davis Cup, but didn't even look at Fed Cup, and yeah. they're different. Well, you've been playing doubles as a, for the fifth match, or rubber <laughs> for the fifth fifth match of Davis or Fed Cup, but the men have it in the middle. Right. Well, that's sexist, right? <laughs> yeah. It's different. It no, hasn't been the same. It just doesn't matter, is what I'm saying. Right. Not, as a matter of fact, I think it's worse what they did to the men. They turn, they're going to turn into a circus. Well, what I thought was funny is I did read an article today and it said that they were, the head of the Fed Cup said, you know, he was, he was upset that the top players didn't play. And he said, you know, we'd like to do something like what the Davis Cup is doing in the future. And instead of having eight teams have 16, I'm thinking you can't get the players to play right now with eight. Why would 16 make it any better? Uh, it would be worse. Yeah. I mean, play like Zverev said, I, yeah, I don't think the top players are going to play. I mean, I don't care. Listen, here's the thing. I don't care. I really don't. I do. That's not. Let, let me rephrase that. Obviously, best case scenario, the top players play from the country. We run right. the whole tournament, and then we find out who the be, you know actually should win it. Um, but it was still exciting watching tiny little you know Cannon try to you know fight off elimination, right? And be right in the middle of it. And what well, if it was any other? match this year Cannon versus Sinikova you're not going to watch that at all because no, it was for Fed sure. Cup final for sure it made it worth something interesting I, and and there's another element to it and here's what it is I think the level of opportunity to display sportsmanship is more than in week in week out tennis and you know because you know she was and rightfully so she was crying her face off a- after that match I mean right. she she had a chance to win the match up 40-15 right. and didn't. Had a chance to go up 6-5 and didn't. And had a chance to take it to 6-all and didn't and lost. And they play that all the you know the, the final set in Davis Cup and Fed Cup are played all the way out. No, no tie breaks. Which I have no problem with. Right. Because it's not a seven-round tournament. Yeah. Yeah, she's not going to play again regardless right. of what happens there. So... So anyway, so yeah, so it just made it extremely exciting because I don't care who it is fighting, representing my country, it's it's awesome to see. And furthermore, you want to talk about people caring, I mean, they all did on both sides. Oh yeah. You know, those dirty, you know, Czech 
Republicans or whatever you call them, <laughs> you know, and, and our beloved Americans, both, uh, you know, they really just kidding, Czech Republic. I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, they both, you know, the, the want to level or whatever you want to call it was extremely high. The buy-in was extremely high all the way around. And so that adds a level to its onto itself that makes it exciting. When the stat I read that surprised me, it said Czech Republic's won six out of the last eight years, but they've never beaten America since they've been the Czech Republic. So I have a feeling they probably, that was a little extra motivation for them, the fact that they've always lost to us. And we're defending champions too, so they couldn't have gone into it that with expecting to win 3-0. No. Pro- well, yeah, they did. when they saw the roster, they did. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not... Well, but they had... You're right. They did have higher ranked players, but they had somewhat unproven players too. Yeah, but like they were dramatically yeah higher ranked than we for sure. I don't. I yeah. really, if you had asked me what Americans are playing for us beforehand, I think it would have taken me ten, twelve guesses to get to our two. Um, not even four or five. I mean, maybe by ranking, they're fourth and fifth or fifth and sixth. But it would have taken me a lot longer to get to them. Yeah. Well, anyway, I. So, by the way, um, of course, as you might imagine, um, because we're awesome, um, the United States has the most Fed Cups. And Czech Republic probably a second. We have a grand total of 18 and 12 runner-ups. Jeez. The Czech Republic has, Czechoslovakia slash Czech Republic, to be fair, has 11 and one runner-up. Wow, that's a pretty good yeah, percentage right say, there. Good. 10 and 1 yes. in the finals, or 11 and 1 in the final. Australia's next was 7, and then Spain with 5. Soviet Union slash Dirty Russians, uh, 4. Italy, 4. West Germany slash Germany has 2. France, 2. And then South Africa, Belgium, Slovakia all have 1. And Great Britain, 0 for 4 in the finals. Hmm. Last time they were in the finals, 1981. Ouch. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. So and that's yeah. the thing. Can you really get excited about it when you win it, you know, half the time? Right. Well, here's the thing. Well, first of all, a bunch of those back in the day, I mean, nobody else was probably in it. Right. I mean, a lot of those countries probably didn't even four let, team deal. I mean, women couldn't even drive probably in the Czech <laughs> Republic. You know what I mean? I, I don't know history. I don't study stuff. But I was going to say they still can't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say couldn't. I mean, I meant not allowed to. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll be the villain this weekend. Yes, not me. for one, I'm trying to take the pressure off you. That, for once. I wish you would get Twitter so you could take <laughs> some of this why, off exactly my hands. Exactly why I don't. Piece of garbage. Exactly why I don't have it. Unbelievable. Why don't you get like co-host revolution or something? <laughs> I'm gonna get a dummy Twitter like Kevin Durant. Just oh, any Twitter you get will you. be a dummy Twitter. <laughs> that's, that's a guarantee. Holy hell! So anyway, um, so but, yeah, so we won in '63. Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, come on. What Some of these countries didn't exist back then. Right. Um, that was before electricity, I think. <laughs> we won over Austria-Hungary in 63. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think I think it needs to be revamped to some degree. Well, here's, here's what I will tell you. First of all, I wouldn't mind seeing a 3-2 format, three singles, two doubles. Yeah. Maybe for once in our lives, add more importance into doubles. Right. The other thing would be – and not even – I don't know how you do it. It doesn't matter. Um, the problem with that is you might have to have more doubles players that don't, you know, because a lot of people don't play doubles. So right. having two different Well, they teams. do more on the women's, though. Yeah. 
Most of those women play both. So, and I don't care if they're the same format. I don't. I mean, the Fed Cup should do what they think is best for them. A yeah, la, I don't have any problem with them being different formats. Yeah, having doubles last where we have in the middle. So I don't, I don't have a problem with any because it's up to them. There's no right. patriarchy telling anybody what to do. It's the Fed. I'm sure the Fed Cup, if they wanted to do something, they could do it. Right. So the other thing is, I, I think if we just did the exact formats we have right now, and we just went to every other year, men, women, men, women, yeah. Fed, Davis, Fed, Davis, Fed, Davis, and that's it. And you would get many more top players to play. Well, first of all, as soon as you create, and that's only a little, as soon as you create a slight bit of scarcity, you're going to increase demand. Right. So you're cutting the opportunities to play in half. I guess it is a lot, really. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot because it's always going to be here in another year right. if you if you miss it. Uh, you know, you just wait two years. But you cut the availability in half. And I think that lights a little bit of a fire under and, underneath people. And then you could do it the same schedule. You know, you would have that week blocked off right. every year. Yeah, oh, yeah. one of the two. Right. And then people are going to get in their routines, you know, of always having at the same time. Because I got news for Federer. I got news for you, buddy. <laughs> All right? If you did Fed Cup and or Davis Cup the right way, put your dumb labor cup right in the middle of it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm watching Davis Cup or Fed oh, Cup. Oh, totally. And then how about the PR that he's going against Fed Cup? Oh, baby. Well, and remember they have that rule for the Olympics that if you don't play in Fed Cup, you're not eligible for the Olympics. I well, mean, I think the Olympics should get rid of tennis. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm shocked people are as serious about Olympic tennis as they are. The players, I'm shocked they care about as much as they do or say they do. But... But that would be like I think only for only now I think all you have to do to qualify for the Olympics is play one Fed Cup match over the course of the year. Well, if you only had it once a year or once every two years, then everybody would have to play. Well, I mean, you still only might play one match, but right. you you might as well just stay. Now, I don't know how they factor that in terms of injuries or whatever, but right, yeah, but, that'd be tricky if you get injured. Um, listen, they they could work out some exemption situation, but anyway, right. it doesn't matter because um, I don't care about the Olympics, but. To me, just take just that one small move of making it every other year. You're getting close to what World Cup is, and World Cup is out of hand. It's so popular. Yeah, it's it's such a huge, huge event. And if they did World Cup every year, it would still be huge. Right. But it would not be as huge. No. No, it, you're right. It wouldn't have the have the allure that it has, where everybody's got to you know get their tickets and try to go because it's because it's once every four years. It was every year. Oh, we'll just go next year. No big deal, you know. It, I don't think people would care as much now. People are setting aside their entire calendars, you know, even to watch it. Not necessarily in person. They're taking off work and doing all that. They're not going to do that every year. Yeah, people that watch soccer weird. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that was a pretty big week of tennis for mid-November. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I thought I think we could squeeze some good stuff out of it as fans for sure. Um, and again, we didn't have the Williams sisters. We didn't have, um, Stevens. We didn't have keys at all. Coco. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, is about. Nadal playing a Fed Cup now? <laughs> hey, whatever you identify Plus as. Pliskova didn't play for them. Yep. And I forget who the other one was. And so I still think we had a lot of good stuff with not a hundred percent, you know, across the board. Well, we are recording late, so this is going to get put up late. I hope we can get it up Monday night. Probably not. <laughs> so it'll probably be Tuesday morning, and we apologize. Well, I do anyway. It's my fault. Uh, I was off about the you know across the country recruiting, 
And um, I was inspired. Let's just say that. And I was inspired by a tennis parent. Oh, really? That's oh, unusual. yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't inspired in a good way. Oh, well, there it, you it, go. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. It was inspired to come in and go on a rant. <laughs> because... It was probably, I couldn't quite tell, because it wasn't a kid I was recruiting. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, no. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was uh, I think the age group was like 12-ish. Like they were younger looking uh, kids. And, you know, so you're talking about, you know, USTA type tournament and in the dead of winter. <laughs> Indoor. Yeah. Okay. Twelves. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Twelves. <laughs> now. So, in other words, most pros would say it means nothing. So, most coaches. If, if I had no, it does mean a lot, and I'll tell you what it means. But if I had the ability, and it was legal and within the NCAA rules, to take my house and get the deed to my house and put money on the fact that neither of these children were going to go pro. <laughs> I would take any odds you gave me and right. put my entire house on the fact that neither of these youngsters were going pro. Now, that is not to say that there's anything wrong with that. Right. I was going to say that probably applies to 99% of the people that were Of in that course tournament. it does. That's my point. However, 100%, 100% of <laughs> people. However, that should also give you some clue on how you should handle watching <laughs> that tournament. Now, listen, I coach tennis for a living, so maybe I'm a little bit calloused in that regard. But when I'm watching my team, and even when I'm watching my own kid, I don't get too worked up point to point. I'm not hanging on the edge of my seat like right. I do when I'm watching the Steelers. Now, I don't love the Steelers more than I love my child. Close. It is not close <laughs> at all, at all. But, you know, I'm on the edge of my seat yelling at TV and all that. And it's really kind of a release and it's fun and right. whatever, but it doesn't ruin my year. You know, I'm not, yeah. you know, I mean, the Steelers didn't win the Super Bowl last year. It, I wasn't in the dumps for a year waiting for, you know, the season to come back around. Well, so I'm watching this parent watch these players, these 12-year-olds. And don't get me wrong, I mean, they had some ability. You know, their strokes look decent. I mean, obviously, they're developing. Um, you know, they're working hard and running around. They seem to be somewhat enjoying themselves to a point. Right. Um, but the key word there is developing. They're developing. Right. How do I know they're developing? They're 12. <laughs> they're 12. I thought that was going to be the answer. They're developing because they are 12. Now, are they going to be pro? Again, I put my house on it. So let's assume <laughs> they're not, and let's say I double my money or whatever the odds were. Um, it doesn't matter. They can still improve, and that can still be a fantastic goal right. and something to work towards and something to be admired and, and an achievement that they can you know use to – to build on the rest of their lives in other areas, whatever. And I firmly believe that. So 
it's just, you know, you're sitting here, you're watching this parent, and I won't say whether it's a dad or a mom, but you'll probably figure <laughs> it out. I was going to ask you, but I figured you didn't want to say by design. So, so here, so, all right, so basically every single point that happened, the, the guy, forget it, it's the dad, <laughs> I don't care, obviously, guys are idiots, <laughs> on the edge of his seat, edge of his seat. And is he in view of the kid as well? He's in view of the kid, but probably not. Mm, it was through, you know, you're indoors, so the viewing area Okay. The viewing area is enclosed in a window. You're looking through a screen curtain in, onto the course. It's not the greatest, you know, not HD. Let's put it that way. Right. And so surely the kid could see him because we could see the kids. I mean, you know, you could right. tell gestures. You maybe couldn't tell smaller ones, but but he wasn't right next to the court at no the ground, no, no no ground level, and he couldn't hear him right. So every time, every time the kid won a point, he's like giving him the double fist, by like, come on, come, you know, like. Right. And every time he's losing a point, the dad's heads down. He's frantically texting, which I'm sure he's texting mom. Right. Oh, we got what to dump, is he doing? We got to dump this kid. I swear, <laughs> we should have adopted or whatever he's saying. He's living and breathing with every point. And here's what's more important: even when he played a bad point and won it, the dad was like, "Come on!" Yeah. He plays a great point and loses it, and he's shaking his head. Which probably means the dad doesn't play tennis or doesn't know anything about tennis. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All he's looking at is. Result oriented. Win and lose, win and loss are the only outcomes that matter to this developing twelve-year-old. <laughs> so, just a tip. First of all, that doesn't help the development of your twelve-year-old. Right. I am happy when my player does things right win or lose if they're improving well and i think i've brought this up on the show but the line that i readily admit that i stole from you that i always credit you for is that you always told me if you play the point perfectly and set it up and miss the final shot you should be happy you did everything right and you missed a shot big deal well to some degree uh, well i know what you meant right 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 in that in that instance you were controlling points right. and you were and i remember the match i remember where it was and who it was against <laughs> and i remember thinking why is this guy on my team <laughs> no i don't i didn't say that i didn't think that at all no no, no. but it was it, yeah of course the next step is to let's work on right the finish the finish let's work on closing that point out once we get to where we want to get to but you have to pull positives from it even more so when the kid is 12. <laughs> He's developing. So you're watching him. And really, you shouldn't even be watching with any sort of plus or minus in your head if you're not the coach. Now, the dad may have coached the kid. I don't right. know, which is even worse because you should know this. If it's your kid and you're not the coach, I get it. And here's where it either comes from two places. Well, it might come from more. I don't know. But two places. Either you are living your life vicariously through the success of your child. If he wins matches, you're a better parent. Right. Okay, if you have that, you know, dynamic going on, yikes. <laughs> and I know many that do. Oh, sure. The other side of it is, is you 
and this this is a better this is a better way of looking at it if it's if this is the way that he was perceiving it, but it's still it's still got a problem with it. If he is looking at it like if my kid loses his match, he will be inconsolable, and I don't want my child to suffer that way. Okay, he's twelve. <laughs> if he is, if he, if the kid is in that state from losing a tennis match in mid-November and he can't handle it and you can't help him handle it, he doesn't need to be playing this sport. Right. This is not an easy sport. I mean, any individual sport is more difficult than team sports from the psychological point of view. And furthermore, well, I will say this. I mean, obviously you take boxing or MMA, it's worse because you get punched in the face (laughs) and – you know, wrapped up into a ball, into a pretzel, and getting your face smashed in. I get it. But the point being is, in a team sport, you have blame to go around. So you don't have to accept full blame for failure. Right. Whereas in tennis, you do. And if a child can't handle that, either they're not being coached right about this process, or they are not emotional, emotionally capable of playing this sport. Well, and one thing that I tell the people I teach... And is that if you're winning more than 50% of your matches, you're playing the wrong level or the wrong age group or the wrong whatever. Something. Maybe not 50%. Depends on the person. Some need to win right. more than others. But, right. But if if you're winning 100% of your matches or 90%, that's not helping you. you sh- you're playing the wrong. So like right. you said, if that, that kid can't handle losing, well, he's obviously won way too much for his own good. Or every day is miserable right and he has anxiety and going and every day every weekend when a tournament approaches his grades slip you know what i mean right. it's like and i'm not kidding no yeah i mean this is a whole situation and i think it's more uh prevalent in individual sports and and we see it in tennis that you know i mean listen if you if you're 12 12 <laughs> and you come off the court and your parent berate mostly dads your parents berate you for losing. Now, if my kid comes out of the court and was acting like an idiot, whether it was bad line calls or throwing a racket or, you know, whatever, I'm going to make sure they understand I am not happy with that behavior. Yeah, they're going to be inconsolable after they talk to you. Irrespective of winning and losing. Right. But that's different. If they come off the court losing with good sportsmanship and good effort and the rest of those things and understand then it's going to be, you know, ice cream and cake for everyone, mainly me. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, and, and it's just, I, <laughs> you know, and I don't think these parents are going home and beating their children for losing, all right? Okay, that that only happens in golf. No, I don't know. I made that up. I, was t- I took a shot at golf literally for no reason. I couldn't, I had that line, but no sport I could think of in the seconds preceding it really fit with that. Maybe no. violin. Maybe you didn't get the, you know. Whiplash, something movie, drumming. Yes, that's the movie. <laughs> so anyway, so it, it just, I was just sitting there. I was trying to watch the kid I was recruiting who's, you know, a grown-up. Uh, not really, but, you know, they're, you know, <laughs> Almost. senior in high school right. or whatever. And, and this kid obviously is 12. Uh, but I'm just sitting there watching that. And, and, the, and the, the dad of the opponent was sitting next to this, you know, fidgety dad right and he didn't budge he didn't he didn't nothing he was just watching you know just (laughs) yeah just pretty stoic and probably because he had some perspective this wasn't this wasn't the u.s open finals and nor was the loser going to be condemned to a 
you know, a life of torture. I mean, there was really no downside. Yeah, I would have liked to see Sophia Kennan's dad uh, in the Fed Cup final. <laughs> Ooh, I bet. Listen. I, if he would have been doing that, though, that would be understandable. Well, at the very least, he's he would be sort of preparing for that miserable feeling she's going to have, and right. that's tough. And that, I would say, in that regard, because at the same time, she was a, she was up in the third set in Fed Cup Finals in a deciding match, right. an elimination match, rubber. And so that isn't the same as a 12-year-old who's learning to do it. She's a professional now, so if she experiences that level of failure and has a tough time dealing with it in the moment, it's understandable. Well, I think what you're saying is it's more, I think more that the dad was going to be inconsolable, not the kid. It sounded like the dad was more... Yeah, emotional I don't, than the kid. Oh, I don't. I don't think the dad was worried about how his little baby was going to be upset no. and hurt, and that's why he was getting fidgety. I think it was more the 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 former that his success as a parent and everything else hinged upon whether he won this match or not. Right. And I don't know. Maybe that's what builds champions in the rare instances that champions are built. I don't know. But when you didn't, I assume you didn't get to see the outcome of the match and how he reacted after the fact uh yes i did so his kid lost straight sets and i don't know what the first set was the second set was pretty like two right and i'd imagine the first set was similar to that um and he really didn't talk much the dad didn't talk much at all and the kid comes off you know through a door because it's outside and to the tournament desk and basically the dad's like Hey, thanks for having us. Bye. And didn't even say bye, just left. Yeah. Like, you know, he thank he gave the obligatory thank you to the tournament right. desk guy and didn't even mean it and just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> and I and I didn't go I was tempted to run out to the parking lot and, you know, video it for, you know, World Star <laughs> beating his kid. But uh, I hope that's I'm kidding a little bit, yeah. of course. I hope that didn't happen, obviously. But it just people have some perspective out there. This game in particular, this game, tennis in particular is designed for you to lose. Right. It's that simple. It's not an easy game. It's a wonderful game, and the rewards, quote-unquote rewards, for playing and competing in this game are, 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 I think, great in the long run if you do it right. But, man, this game can crush you if well, you let it. Well, why don't you tell everyone that in a 64-person draw, how many players are going to win? Let's see. Let me do the math. So 64, um, you cut that in two by one. <laughs> but but at a Grand Slam, 128 draw, right. though. Then, then it's better. Then it's, let's see, one, two, minus three. It's one. Oh, okay. It's one, so it is a little bit better. <laughs> um, exactly. And at, so you're going to lose your last match of 95% of the tournaments you play in your life. Right. Maybe unless you're Roger Federer, then it's maybe 75%. And that's because everybody sucks. <laughs> so if you get in a situation where you're way better, now we're back to your situation with your, your ladies. If you're winning 80% of your matches, you're in the wrong group. Right. Which tells you exactly you should you should win, you know, 95% of the matches you're favored to win. You should lose 95% of the matches you're not favored to win and win about 50%, 51% of the matches right. that you're that you're evenly matched, so to speak. Or a little more, right? Or a little less, depending on where you're at as a competitor. But well, and and the dad, it sounds like based on that score, you said that the kid had very little chance to win that match, 
And again, if that was the coach watching and the kid was supposed to be doing this and he wasn't doing it, and the, every time he didn't do it, the coach is pulling his hair out. That That's different. Make, yeah, that makes more sense. Now it's, now it's, hey, we... So in other words, when I do it, it's okay. But when they, Exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, like you said, for him to watch him play a great point and lose and then for the kid to be upset, I, you know, just like... And that's when he should be, he should be clapping on those points. Well, and he gave the obligatory golf clap when his opponent hit a good, when his right, kid's opponent right. hit a good shot, and that made me even that made me even feel worse for the kid because he didn't the guy didn't even mean it. Right, and nobody can hear except the dad sitting next to him. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I'm not really a jackass. I'm clapping for your kid's good shots. Right, I'm really I'm not going to beat my child when we get out in the parking lot. I swear. <laughs> I'm not going to cuss your child and talk right. about what a cheater he is, even though not one but And he didn't say that. I'm just in his yeah. head, you know, whatever. But So anyway, I'll tell you that negative story to tell you the positive side of it is, is just understand, first of all, what you're doing. If, if it's a league match and it's the finals at Nationals in Las Vegas, it's a different sort of deal than if you're in – a drill session or in a practice match. Yeah. And if you're 12 and you're developing, just listen, failure is necessary. Listen to my face. Failure is necessary to develop. Well, and I bet if you asked that dad what his goal was for his son, he'd probably say college scholarship or, you know, pro. And that's the thing. It, to me, it's all about the end goal. Our, our goal for my the team I coach was not to go to nationals. The goal when I played was not to go pro. You know, that goal should be so far down the bottom of the list. I love when somebody calls me for a lesson for their kid, and I'll say, you know, what are they trying to do? Oh, you know, I want my kid to have fun and be able to play tennis the rest of his life. Like, I love when I hear that. I'm like, yeah, bring him out anytime. I'll teach him, you know, whenever you want. Now, you can also say, hey, kid, here's what I expect. Maximum effort, right? You can say that. You can say, I want you to work, um, you know, hard at what you're trying to do, you know, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, you know, whatever. I want you to do all those things. This isn't, you know, I'm not paying, you know, $150 an hour. That's your rate, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, you know, to for you to hit and giggle and not put any effort into it. Obviously, you're trying to learn a skill to see where you're at. Right. And if it's a skill you like and you want to improve, great. Then let's do it. But, you know, so I can understand that from the effort side, from the behavior side, if you're acting like an idiot on the court. But I wouldn't expect that kid to not act like an idiot. I can't wait until he's 16 or 17 and a coach is recruiting him and he's acting like a moron right. on the court. Well, I know why he's acting like a moron in the court. Because yeah. he's dealing with not only the pressure of the match he's playing, he's dealing with the pressure he's been that's been put upon his shoulders from the time he was at that 12s tournament in the middle of nowhere. Well, you think when he's serving at 4-5 in the third set, he's not going to be thinking about having to deal with his dad after the match? Even if his dad's not there, right. right. It's been so ingrained into him. So... Just have people, have perspective. This is a hard game, and, and go into it knowing that. Go into it accepting that, and then when you lose, you'll understand, hey, let's look at the reasons we lost. Can I improve them? Did the other person play well? You know, where are we at? And and not act like a, a, a loon, because you just don't want to be a loon. <laughs> oh, how was that? Was that a good coach's corner? It was. I liked it. You got a Corey's corner? No, never. We can't do both in the same show. We really can. <laughs> Two corners and one. No. Uh, it makes a box, I think. <laughs> All righty. What a wintry weather podcast. So now we've got nothing the now rest of the year. We've got Labor Cup. <laughs> no, we got that the was in September. We've got the rest of uh we've got the rest of this coming. 
We've got the rest. Well, of, we get uh, to wrap up the final. Yeah, the Nito ATV finals. Yes. And uh, and then I think it's time to really start getting fired up about what are the best mixed doubles teams in the world <laughs> going into Hopman Cup. <laughs> really want to get. You said that was such a straight face. That was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed by. That. I got. I actually had to try it for a minute. We ought to try to. That'd be interesting <laughs> to really try to dig into what two players are going to really. Anyway, see if see mixed doubles would be interesting if you could pick the best man and best woman for every country and they actually played. Right. It would be interesting. Yeah. But yeah. that's never happened. It's it's you know maybe that's the so every th- it'll at, be Isner and Kennan in every the, uh, third year. So you go Davis Cup, <laughs> Fed Cup, mixed, and Davis, then the Olympics Fed, is mixed. the fourth year, and then Olympics is the fourth. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, then uh, people would forget about all of them because they've been oh, once every four years. Pod Karma, Fila Tennis is the clothier for Fed Cup women's Fed Cup. There you go. So little Pod Karma. Now you're on, you know, international. They clearly stage. just got that after we probably them. they must have, they must have. So anyway, all right. Well, you got anything else? That's it. Oh, thank goodness. You usually give a, the right answer on that. I must say, <laughs> I've been trained. Even when you don't, it's you know, <laughs> I try to shut it down. But anyway. All right, well, you know what to do out there. Sorry we're late today, uh, this week. Um, not really. Listen, I did what we could, all right? I was flying back from where I was. Um, and it's Monday afternoon, and we both skipped out on our jobs to to come record. So, right. actually, you're welcome. That's really what I should be saying. <laughs> so, uh, Well, no, thanks for down, downloading and listening. Keep on spreading the word um, because, damn it, the people out there deserve it. Check us out on on uh, Twitter, which again I I I say this that I want to get in Twitter fights, but oh man, I'm about to hit sin, and I'm like, Ugh. I just don't want to. It's not Ugh. that's why I'm like, Ugh. and then I delete it, and it doesn't happen. And uh, <laughs> I think I need to sacrifice for the good of the podcast. I need to get it out there. I need to start getting in Twitter fights, but I just don't want. We to. need we need winter content. I just don't want to though. It's just like, uh, it's all nonsense. So anyway, so I, I'll try, I'll try to do my best and really get after it. So anyway, at tennis rev pod on Twitter and hopefully maybe you can coax me into one. Somebody out there can tweet. Uh, I think our first, I think our first priority is to get Corey on Twitter. That's number one. I think if we do that. Then, then I can get into Twitter fights and then he'll probably come in on the opposite side of me just to make me look like an idiot. <laughs> I could easily see that happening. This is a chance to get me back. If we when we get to uh, five thousand followers on Instagram, then I'll get one. <laughs> Not on Instagram. No, Nobody I know. cares about Instagram. Um, everybody cares about Instagram. What am I talking about? <laughs> so except us. Except us. I care. So still got one hundred and eleven followers. We need to step it up. But uh, if you are following me on Instagram, guess what? You're one of my one hundred and eleven favorite listeners. It's exclusivity. And to be honest, everybody that's on Twitter, it's like a third of the same amount of people are on Instagram. Right. So really, technically, we have 300 plus. <laughs> so anyway, so step it up. If you don't have Instagram, get it just for the purpose of following me to not get anything. <laughs> Why would you want to be one of 20 million Justin Bieber followers and you could be one of 111? That's a great point. <laughs> that's a great po- exclusivity. Yeah. Oh, it's great. So we're at 111. Jump on. You're 111 favorites. Maybe I'll start. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll send out like a keychain, a tennis revolution, key, <laughs> or I'll just go to some like gas station. Know, half these people are probably robots, probably not even real people. No, these are real people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you kidding me? Well, so, it should be 111 friends and family. 
<laughs> I don't have that many. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, you'll be getting nothing, and you will appreciate it. I promise you. Um, so keep on joining the old Insta. I'm, I feel so cool saying Insta. <laughs> I'm not, but I feel cool saying it. So Tennis Revolution Pod on Instagram. Uh, let's jump. I want to get to 120 by the end of the year, by by December 31st. And if I'm not, I'm just going to lie and say we are. And then you'll go on to check, find out I'm lying, and then follow me. I think that's, that's right. my. Oh, man. Oh, man. Fila, good for you. So, all right. Well, we'll try to be on time next week, squeezing some water out of this rock, trying to talk about <laughs> would it, talk about Djokovic beating Federer again. Right. Um, that's my prediction, and uh, we'll try to try to make some. Maybe I'll go follow around some more tennis parents. I have more to gripe about. I'd, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, everybody out there, keep on listening. Spread the word. And uh, hey, until next time. Thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Vila Tennis.